You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Got a great episode today. We got a hot topic. We're talking bench press setup. How to dial in your setup process when you're bench pressing, um, working with the equipment that you have available to you, uh, making that equipment work better for you. You know, the setup process is a, an extremely detailed process and something that is going to really change your bench press for the better. So I can't wait to get into today's episode. But if you're a first time listener, you're not sure who I am, let me introduce myself. I'm Coach Ben. I'm a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I'm amassing 820 pound bench press in my career and I am fortunate enough to coach lifters across the world through our online coaching program. If you're a first time listener or you have been listening to the podcast, shoot me an email, coachben at bigbenches.com. I have a free gift for you guys, a top 20 bench cues chart, uh, fully illustrated. I want to send that out to you as my gift for listening to the podcast. So again, shoot me an email, coachben at bigbenches.com. All right, let's get into it today, guys. We are talking bench press setup. Let me first just explain how important of a process that is. I like to break the bench down into three different phases. You have the setup, you have the takeout, the unracking of the bar, getting it out into position, and you have the actual press. There's things that are going to happen in each one of these phases, but nothing more important than what happens in the setup phase. The setup phase is where you're going to determine your success. It comes down to that saying that I always like to bring up here is prepare for the weight. Don't let the weight prepare you. Meaning everything needs to be set in play before the weight even comes out. Because once the weight comes out, it's too late. You need to be in a position where you are tight enough. You're generating enough leg drive. You're in a good position that you can have max effort weight just plopped into your hands and be okay this setup is a critically important phase of the bench press if you're not dialing in the setup and we've seen lifters who just kind of throw themselves down on the bench and go through the motions and sure some are strong some aren't looking so good but some are strong um in that process is going to be critical for a power lifter specifically to dial in because they're going to reach a whole new potential. You know, shorter, some strong linemen, for example, just kind of get on the bench and, and throw weight. Imagine how much stronger they could be if they dialed in technique and loaded their back properly, had leg drive. You know, so it's really unlocking that potential you get through technique. Because you could be brutally strong, but technique's going to get you far as well, too. And that's what the setup does, dialing in those aspects that are going to allow you to take advantage of leg drive, bench with your hips, create good positioning, load your lats, hit the right spot in your chest, things like that. You know, we are going to need to uh, dial that in through the setup process. All right, so hopefully I convinced you how important a setup actually is. It's critically important, not only that, but also um, for injury prevention. And that's one of the biggest things I stress with the team. You know, I let everyone know coming in, I'm like, hey, you know, my main goal is to 
give you sustained progress, but we need to keep you injury free, especially with our older lifters on the team. Because one major injury, right, that can be a major setback for them, and we don't want that. We want sustained progress over time. So it all comes down to being in a good setup, being in a good position to bench. Um, that's going to keep you out of shoulder injuries, which are extremely common in the bench press especially in a commercial gym setting. I mean, how many people probably come up to you and be like, yeah, back in my day, I benched 400 pounds. I can't do it anymore. My shoulder's busted. Yeah, so we want to avoid that. We don't want to be able to have that conversation. We want to still be benching at a high level for a long period of time. So that's why I stress the setup so much. All right, moving on. There's two ways I like to coach the setup, and it depends on what you're going to do for your leg drive. So, two different styles of leg drive. You have feet out flat, and you have toes tucked back. All right, there's no in-between. You either have your toes tucked back or you have your feet out flat. All right, um, there's no mixture of them. They're two different styles. So, depending on what you do, slightly different setup process, but how you go about setting up remains pretty much the same. Um, same things we're trying to accomplish, just in a little bit of a different capacity. So it, I'm going to explain the setup process here in the podcast. Because it's audio only, I encourage you search three-step setup big benches on YouTube. That's going to bring you to our video on the setup, and that is going to give you a visual of what I'm talking about today. All right, so for those of you listening who are or audio learners, that's awesome. For those who actually need the visual, then you are going to want to go to our YouTube. And if you're a hands-on person, consider going out to one of our bench clinics. Now, we have one in Vermont coming up here August 29th. We have one in Canada October 3rd. Uh, and then we're looking to get some more on the schedule. So if you know a gym in your area that would like to host a bench clinic, that's one of the best ways to learn, uh, make instant impact with those that I can coach up at a bench clinic of ours. So uh, keep checking the website or just shoot me a message and uh, we can set one up. But getting into the setup, guys, let's talk feet flat first. Feet flat. So that style of leg drive, your feet obviously flat to the floor. You're pushing away from the floor. All right, the setup to that is going to be uh, step one, develop the pinch and tuck. All right, so we get ourselves on the bench. I like to coach lifters to put their feet on the bench, and I'll get into that. But I would lay on the bench, get your feet on the pad, pinch and tuck. All right, think of what we're doing here. We're pinching the shoulder blades together, and then we're pulling them underneath towards our hips. We have to do these two things together. Because we can tuck without pinching our shoulder blades. That's not going to keep our shoulders in a good tight position or allow us to use our back. We can also pinch but not tuck under. And then which we are not actually going to load our back efficiently. So we need to do the pinch and tuck together. We need to keep a good pinch position with our shoulder blades. And we need to subtly tuck underneath All right, that shoulder depression. The opposite of a shrug. All right, we're trying to position ourselves under. Um, you need to do those at the, the same time. They both need to be active. All right, how we're going to achieve that, we can push against the uprights of the bench, whatever you have available to you on the unit you're benching. 
um, you need to be able to kind of mesh your shoulders together. It's always better to try to do something actively by using leverage, pushing against something, whether it's a bar, the uprights, or the, the bench itself, um, than it is passively where you're just kind of squeezing and positioning under. You're always going to be able to get into a better position actively. Then I would coach someone, hey, let's bridge up now. So that's why you have your feet on the pad. Let's let's create a bridge up. Let's get our hips high in the air. That's going to position you way up, almost like the back of your neck. And that's where we really want to have our contact to the pad, high up as possible, because that means that we're going to have good positioning, a good arch. So we drive up. I like to coach, hey, give yourself just a little slide back to help get those shoulders tucked under you a little bit more. So you're trying to simultaneously push yourself back with your legs as you're pulling those shoulders underneath you, um, essentially creating more space between the top of your shoulder and your ear. All right, really lengthen the neck out. When we're set in the position there, right, we should be in a really great position here, obviously, trying to touch our belly to the bar, really bridging up, push through any hip tension you might be feeling, uh, hip flexor tension in the front of the hip, push through that, treat this opportunity as a stretch, all right, to stretch into uh, an even better position. Then we're going to work on bringing one foot down at a time. So we're going to drop our left or our right foot. All right, obviously we're bridged up. We're going to continue to stay bridged up. We want our hips to touch last. The hips to touch last. Okay, so we're bridged up on the pad. One foot comes down. The other foot comes down. We're still bridging up. We're not letting our hips touch. And then we're going to, while pushing back, we need to keep force back to keep this bottled up type tension in our setup. We're going to wiggle one foot out at a time as we push back. And then some lifters are just going to have their hips naturally fall as they bring their their legs out depending on how they're built their structure their limb length however if you're not if you bring your feet a little bit wider and you're still not touching the pad you're just going to have to try to jam and tuck your hip back until just the top of your hips are touching the pad all right we don't want the hips to relax into the pad or put weight into the pad we just want them barely hovering and touching obviously we need them touching for competition but we want to really skate that line because we're going to have better positioning when our hips aren't just flat and flush into the pad. Okay, so we just want just enough contact to pass. All right, so that's the setup process. It's a, it's a one, two, three, pinch and tuck, bridge up, put the feet down. Okay, make it real simple. We don't need to complicate it. All right, a lot of things are happening during that, right? We're creating a lot of tension. We're getting our shoulders underneath us. We're, a lot of pressure is going to build up in our head. Um, you know, it's not comfortable. If it feels comfortable, if it's a quick thing, if it's a comfortable thing, you're doing it wrong. It should be the worst part of what you do for the bench press that day, that setup process. It should not feel good whatsoever, all right, um, because we're trying to push the limits. We're trying to reach for more positioning every time. You know, it shouldn't be a comfortable thing. I'll let you know that right off the bat. The other thing you're going to want to account for is you're going to need a pad with good traction to it. So if you're benching in a commercial gym, you're pretty much screwed there. You are going to want to put a, either a yoga mat down, bands on the bench, or what I always recommend is go on to the Slingshot website, Mark Bell Slingshot. There's a product there called the Benchmark. It's just this little matted rubber um, square of, of material. But I tell you, I've been using that on my bench for 
over two years now, and it gets the job done. You know, it doesn't really wear out. You throw it on the pad, and you can drive right against it. It just creates traction because that rubber just grips everything, grips your body, grips the pad. You're going to need that. Even if you bench on a good competition bench, I have a great pad made for me by Tiny Meeker. Um, the material is awesome, but I still use the benchmark because I'm preserving that material. I'm not wearing that pad out. Um, and a lot of comp benches get worn down as well. So uh, it's a real, it's a super easy. It's fifteen bucks. It's a you know very quality product there. Um, so I always recommend that. The traction is going to be critical because otherwise you are just going to slide. Because when you're going through this setup process I just described, you're constantly pushing back. You're creating force back. And if you don't have something to kind of hold you in place, then you're just going to slide like a slip and slide. You ain't going to be able to get that bottled up tension. All right. We really want a lot of tension to the point if your foot was to slip on you, you would just fully collapse. All right, fully collapse. Um, that's how bottled up and tight we are. Okay, so again, guys, a visual of this, you can go to Three Step Setup Big Benches on YouTube. You'll be able to see this. So if you need a visual, go check that out. Now, say you do toes back benching, which is usually a pretty decent option too in a commercial gym because the flooring is not great. We also have to consider we need good traction on the floor so that we can actually push back and not slip with our feet like I just mentioned. Now if you go toes back, this setup style is going to be just slightly different. All right, What we're actually going to do, because with a toes back style setup, we have to kind of jam our feet back and we have to you know, have our heel lifted. So instead of going through the process like I just mentioned, and then when you get your feet down, you got to have to tuck them back behind you. Um, instead, we are going to dial in where we place our feet first. Now, this is going to be critical too because of the relation of where you're going to end up underneath the bar. All right. When you're taking the bar out, you want it to be as small a distance as possible. Meaning you have to be positioned pretty far back on the bench press. All right, your eyes might even be behind the bar a little bit, depending on the person. So, with the toes back style setup, what most what happens with most lifters is they they sit on the bench, they place their feet, they'll slide into that that tension into their quads and whatnot. But they end up so far out from the bar that they they got the handoff person has to cross a freaking river to get them the bar. You know, it's not. Uh, efficient whatsoever so what i say if you're doing the toes back benching set your feet first all right a lot of lifters you'll see they'll sit behind the bar itself place their feet and then kind of swing underneath it to plant onto their traps uh that works that works but um the key here is where your feet are because your feet are the anchors in this situation all right your feet are going to be planted there because what you're going to do right plant the feet and then they're not going to move, hopefully. They're just going to be there. All right? Those are your anchors. You are going to use the bar as leverage. You are going to load down into your quads. All right? So you're essentially pushing yourself down the pad. All right? You're going to feel loading into your quads because your feet aren't moving. And then you are going to fall back onto your traps. All right? That is where you're putting your tension. So like on the feet flat, 
right? We set our shoulders and we're pushing back into our shoulders, setting our tension into our shoulders. When we're doing toes back, we plant our feet, we push ourselves down into our legs, load our quads up, and then plant our traps, all right? So it's just opposite ends, but it works better that way for really getting your feet set where you need them, all right, and not losing that tension, okay? So that's the difference there, and I do have... Um, a video for that as well if you want to see that style I actually compare the two in this video it's called setup styles you can set up styles big benches it'll come right up that's going to show you the difference uh, between setting up feet flat and setting up with your toes back okay in both scenarios again need good traction to the bench with the toes back, you don't necessarily have to worry as much about traction for your feet because you're on the balls of your toes. And that's important too, guys. When you're setting up toes back, you're not on your tippy toes. You're on the balls of your feet. All right. You need to be on the pads of your feet there. And you need to have your heel elevated because the act of creating leg drive in this stance is driving your heel down. That tightens up the whole lower body chain, squeezing the glutes as well. Um, your heel's actually never going to touch the floor, but it's the act of doing that that's going to help drive you back on the bench. In both styles, you should be aiming to push back, not up. All right, Scott Mendelson's a great proponent of this. If you watch any of his videos on YouTube, um, <clears throat> I love no matter, you know, he, he doesn't really coach anyone feet flat, but for his toes-backed benchers, which he pretty much puts everyone into that setup, uh, he really emphasizes continuing to push back on the pad, which I am really big on. Um, no matter what style of leg drive you're using, you're still trying to push off the pad, okay? Having good traction there is what keeps you held to the pad, and then, of course, the loading and the weight, but you need to be pushing back, not up. <clears throat> if you push up, you're just going to have stability. If you push back, you're going to have force. That's the difference, guys. So there you have it, <clears throat> how to set up on the bench press. It's a critical, critical process. All right, I can't stress that enough. How you set up is going to determine your success <clears throat> because everything we need to do for tightness, positioning, all of that, being able to load your lats, it's going to require you to have a good setup, a good tight setup. All right, one thing I do want to say, don't compare yourself to other people's setups. You know, may have seen a lot of these these crazy Russian women or whatever setting up on the bench press, and they're in this this exorcist type of arch, and you're like, holy shit, that's not human, all right? But you're not going to be able to do that, and you got to realize that you're that's far and few between. That's a specific mobility for that person. It's crazy. You know, a gymnast is probably going to be able to set up crazy like that too. Uh, you know, they just have more flexibility, all right? You probably might not have that, right? You're just going to end up kind of flat. You're going to try to do the best art you can, but hey, if you're flat, it's okay. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's like if someone has a beautiful deadlift starting position, they have these long, long arms, you're not going to be able to replicate that because you're not going to be built like them. All right, so don't worry about how you look compared to someone else. I always say just worry about the process. Just follow the process of what I just said here, trying to accomplish these things just the same, okay? Do this process and don't worry about the end result of how you look, okay? So that's really, really important, guys. 
All right, so that's what I wanted to touch on with setup today. I appreciate everyone tuning in to the podcast. If you want to digest some more content from us, you love our YouTube vids, please consider our VIP membership. Go to bigbenches.com, click the tab VIP membership. Here you are going to be able to uh, access a whole new library of videos, including videos for the squat, the deadlift, uh, mobility drills. We have a lot of great content there. Uh, You're going to receive a lifetime discount to bigbenches.com. You're going to get coaching critiques. Just message me over your videos. Uh, And you're going to join a great community of lifters, the VIP membership. All program templates are completely free to our VIP members. And... It is only less than $10 a month, so I don't see why you wouldn't spring on this offer. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. This has been The Benchcast.